My name is Osereme Ireta and welcome to 60, a sort of Nigerian Independence Day commemoration project. On October 1st, 1960, Nigeria gained independence from Britain. To commemorate 60 years of independence, we at Sort of Nigerian created this audio and photo documentary project. The link to the project is in the description, and there you can find in-depth interviews for everyone featured in the larger documentary. The project was initially meant to showcase 60 different members of Alberta's Nigerian diaspora, but I can't come on go and kill myself, so this is what we get. To begin with, we asked people to share some of their favorite memories of Independence Day. Growing up as a child, that day is a public holiday. We used to have a very large family. They cook rice and stew. Then they put the rice in a very big tray and put the chicken and fish and everything on top. Then everybody gathers around it because we are in my grandmother's compound. You wash your hands and you eat. The memory is still fresh in my mind. That's one of the things we look forward to every Independence Day. So we used to go to the government field to march. Like, it's very important. We don't joke with it. <laughs> like, the way we wear, we iron our, uh, what do you call it, our sports wear, you know? Yeah. And the socks and everything. And some, God bless you, you are the one carrying flag. <laughs> you know, they will not hear what. <laughs> I remember one year the queen came to Nigeria for Independence Day. I was about eight. So the year Nigerian turned, is that, would that be 40? My dad worked for Cadbury and she was going to tour the plants and they were looking for staff kids to sing for her. But I didn't make the cut because I slept throughout the whole practice. But I did attend the event that year and I think that's my most memorable Independence Day was going to Cadbury and eating all the goody goody I could have. Every state usually had like a sort of a semi-festival thing where they will invite like an artist. And so for Benue, for us, it was Two-Faced Adibia that was like the, the guy that the governor or whoever was in charge would try to get back into the city. And they will host like a concert, basically. And, and Two-Faced being who he is, he's always preaching, you know, one love and all his great hits. So it, it kind of brings this uh, unity among the citizens of Nigeria and then the the local Benue State people? Well, when we're in Nigeria, of course, we all knew it was Independence Day, but, I mean, it's just uh, like any other day. They, they say it's a public holiday, so we're at home, we just relax and rest at home. That was my own understanding of Nigerian independence. So in all the schools I went to, we just, like, celebrated, like, the different states and everything. Like, people were just, like do things to represent their cultures and then we'll just like reminisce about um think about things happening in history like i said they they did share bits of the history with us but it was never almost enough to like completely understand like where we came from and what we should be doing to get back to that point because yeah i feel like nigeria just a bit after independence is better off than we are right now in my opinion there are questions though about whether celebrating should even be on the cards on a day like this is it okay to celebrate? Should I celebrate? Like, can I feel both ways about, can I feel like it's all right to celebrate, but at the same time, like, that's not the full conversation. Like, I can celebrate, but still critique at the same time. As um, pathetic as in my son, it's a little bit embarrassing with, like, the country state to celebrate too much. I feel like every time independence hits, for me, it's more, I have to think about the fact that, like, we're not where we want to be, so a bit less celebration and a bit more of a reality check. It's also an opportunity for us to bring awareness to like a lot of the 
things that are going on in Nigeria. Uh, I think that's how I want to start celebrating it going forward. Is like, yes, I'm celebrating the fact that Nigeria is 60, but I also want to emphasize on so many things that are happening in Nigeria, good and bad, so that more people can be aware of these things and then we can use our voices to speak on it and like fight for whatever it is, some sort of change or stuff like that. And for many of us living outside of Nigeria, celebrating might not even be an option. On social media, yes. <laughs> yes, on social media, but yeah, aside from that, yeah, yeah. And as a means of public holiday where you could like take a day half, hang out with your friends, chill, watch movies, Nigerian movies, it would have been fun, but you know, most times even I have to work on our own Independence Day, so. But why are there so many of us here to celebrate anyway? A lot of us are in foreign land not because we want to be in foreign land but there is literally nothing attracting us back home like nothing the only thing attracting us back home is the way of life but besides that there's no job opportunities there is no standard we are used to wi-fi here we're used to constant light there's nothing like that back home healthcare system everything trash i'm not saying the government here is the perfect but at least you can still challenge the government without someone knocking at your door at 2 a.m. in the morning to come and get you arrested because you said you you used your right freedom of speech and all those stuff you know and one of the motivation actually is to get your children a better life you don't want to start in the slum and end i mean want your children to end it in the slum you actually want a better future for your children and of course for your life because back home in nigeria there are good schools, there are good education, but it's only the rich that can afford it. So if you can struggle and make it to a place like this, we found out that there is ground for everybody to express themselves. And that is one of the motivations for coming to Canada. I am a student, and that's why I'm doing my Master of Public Health program in Global Health. Um, I mean, I, I actually do not like, I don't think highly of the Nigerian educational system. I mean, I did my first degree in Nigeria and I experienced it and I knew it could have been better. Plus the fact that I wrote A-levels, so I had like the idea of what the Cambridge educational system or the UK educational system is like, and I felt the difference. So I knew that I wasn't going to do my master's in Nigeria. I knew that. So when the opportunity came for me to come to Canada, I took it. Chasing new opportunities and a better life doesn't come easy, though. When I was leaving Nigeria, I was so excited. In fact, I did not think I would have challenges. Like, I was just so happy to, to leave Nigeria and, and move on with the next phase of my life. Then I came here and it was like, gang, 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 gang. <laughs> the culture is so different. A part of you wants to relate, a part of you wants to integrate. A part of you also doesn't want to lose what you have from being Nigerian. So it, there's just sort of that shifting, not knowing what to do, that confusion. So in, in Nigeria, when, when, you, when you're meeting someone for the first time, you don't go into details. So you just probably say your name, where you live, like all those basic things. But here it's sort of different. People tell you really personal things and I'm like, I don't know you. I'm just, I'm just meeting you for the first time. I have a, I had a lot of trouble like like understanding the people how they talk and all those stuff because I couldn't I couldn't hear them well, so it, like I had a lot of trouble reading in front of the whole class because I would feel embarrassed because of my accent and all those stuff. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's been a big change, but we've been able to adapt. The weather was one of the things we had to adapt to, and learning to do stuff ourselves, like you know cleaning around the house. Because, you know, in Nigeria, some, you had people who helped you do it. 
But in Canada, we have to adapt to and learn how to do it ourselves. So coming to Canada is the first time, like coming out to Nigeria. So like when you talk about racism and your skin color, like it was, it, it dawned on me when I came here. In class, some some people just sort of assume that maybe because you're black or maybe because you're not very outspoken, it just sort of translates to you not being smart or not being intelligent. Like they just sort of relate your skin color to like your mental capacity. So. I remember that there was we were meant to have this team, <laughs> this teamwork, and we were four on the roll, and we we're meant to be three. And the lecturer just said, "Oh, guys, just work in teams of two or three, and you know, just talk about this and all of that." And I just saw that suddenly I was the only one left out. Like nobody wanted to be in a team with me, and that was like very, very heavy. Maybe like first or second week of coming, and I was really shocked. So, so I stood up to like um, get other people to be in my team, and I realized that. They were two Haitians. And I'm like, this isn't coincidence. <laughs> Why is it people of color that, you know, just didn't happen to, to be in any team? Maintaining a connection to a country that's an ocean and then some away can be tricky. But family, community, and media like music and movies can help bridge the gap. Telling Nigerians that wherever you find yourself, always make sure you make your children know where they are from. It's tough when it's not when they're not on ground, you know. But um, because you can't, the experience on ground is different from the experience by way. But you just try to, you know, let them know where they're from, you know, talk things about it. But the truth, the kids want to do a presentation in church about Nigeria at 60. So I like, I'm asking them questions. What do you know about Nigeria? You know, like, I don't know, but they're gonna do some research, which is the best thing to do, you know, start from there. I really don't feel as like that connected to Nigeria anymore. And I don't remember my uh, my language. I remember my mom told me before I was really fluent in my language before. And uh, my brothers were actually like quite impressive how I spoke the language. But then when I came to uh, Canada, I kind of lost the tongue and lost the language. So now I feel very disengaged from my culture, I guess, from living here for a very long time and being brought up in uh, Western, the Western world. When I was younger, I didn't feel as connected. I feel like social media platform, the music, the movie industry, it's really expanded globally over the years. And that has truly helped me like feel more connected to my culture. And then also all these like big artists like Burna Boy, Wizkid, things like that. They've become names that are like, it's not just Nigerians that know them or Africans. There's Canadians that know them. There's American. It's a cool thing now. If I listen to a Nigerian song, I just remember who I am. And like that confidence and like that groove just brings me back, especially being in Canada. I belong to the community, like the Nigerian community here. So that still, you know, is an extension, right, away from Nigeria, even here. I belong to that. I attend a church that is mostly Nigerians. I have all, most of my friends are Nigerians. I feel like I'm more, like I said, more Nigerian than Indian or Malaysian. Because um, I grew up with them, I just always feel comfortable around them. Like when I came to Canada, uh, when I was started at the college, I was really young and I didn't really know how to communicate well. But I always found that I was looking for Nigerians. So every time I'm walking like in the cafeteria and I hear an Nigerian accent, I'm like, oh, Nigerians. Like I'm low-key like excited because I feel like um, at home. Because like everything I've become today, all the things I've learned, the little things here and there that have polished me in the way that I've wanted to grow, all came from back home, right? Like from as, from as far as I can remember, there's too much for me to just be like, okay, I'm going to let that be. 
I enjoy the communal living. The fact that your people are connected to you is quite uh, is quite impressive. Unlike here, that you could have everything and yet be isolated. I would say Nigerians have pride. Like we all have pride, regardless of how we, you know, we show it. Like whether we show it quietly or we like to boast, you know. Like, but me, I, I I'm a. I'm a Nigerian, you know, you know, I, I have a little bit of pride as a, I'm a prideful person, you know, take pride in whatever we do. We like to give 110%, you know, like to <laughs> show that, you know, we're top of the top, right? Yeah, so that's, that's how I say I'm, I'm Nigerian. Visits to Nigeria can help strengthen and rekindle that connection, but they can also be a stark reminder of the difference that exists between those growing up in Nigeria and those growing up in the diaspora. Uh, after having spent a couple weeks last summer, I feel more connected to my family in Nigeria, I would say. I was surrounded by so many more people that looked like me. I felt at home. I always say like Nigerians drive with a death wish. People move around with it because it's, it's mad. Like when I first started driving here and then I went back, I was like, wait, what is going on? Because it was so foreign to me, but then after like a day on the road, I kind of adjusted and, you know, the Lagos Road Rage came back. Especially when you go back after such a long time, there's this feeling of feeling like a foreigner in your own homeland, right? Like, it was a culture shock, if I'm being honest, even though like that literally doesn't sound right seeing that I am Nigerian but yeah it's just as soon as like literally as soon as you land the air is different the energy is different that 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 heat that humidity like all of that it really is part of like that culture sh shock that I was talking about I felt like a stranger in Lagos as well because I felt like people could instantly tell that I wasn't from there, which, I mean, I am from there, but they could tell that I, like, I, I don't belong there is a better way of saying it. Like, the first thing we did when we landed, the guy that was looking at our passport, my passport had expired, so we got a, an emergency visa from Ottawa, and the guy that was <laughs> looking at the passport to let us in was like, so, you were born in Nigeria, you lived here. And you are coming here with expired passports. So why have you not come back in a long time? And I'm looking I'm like, what is this guy's business? Like, we have all the like required documents. He actually was, he would not let us through. So my dad, you know, did the typical Nigerian thing. He's like, don't worry. He's like, I know someone. Call someone up. The guy comes there. And it turns out it was like the immigration officer at the um, airport. And the guy just was like, oh, sorry, sorry. And let us through. And that disconnect can manifest itself for a variety of reasons. And in a variety of ways. I am a child of the diaspora, right? So living abroad, there's only so much exposure that you get to like the realities, um, to, you know, the circumstances there. And even when I went back, th there's always like this sense of guilt that, that I carry just because as much as like I feel for, you know, the circumstances at home, there's always that part of me that's like, well, like I'm going to go back to Canada anyways. I'm, I'm, I'm returning to Canada. So, so in, in that sense that connection to like really you know the economic situation the political climate all of that is is a bit lost for me honestly i don't think i feel connected to nigeria in a way of like if i were to go somewhere and they're like oh if you're nigeria raise your hand i will never in a hundred years raise my hand and i'm being serious just because we have such bad reputation that just saying you're Nigerian, like people just look down on you and people don't take you seriously. 
So when I was in high school, there was this incident that happened where like a Nigerian guy took a bomb to the in the plane, and uh, one of my friends from elementary school, I haven't t- like I didn't even talk to him for like what six years and he just messaged me on Facebook and was like oh look at this one of your brothers and I was like well he's Nigerian but doesn't mean it's my brother it should bother us we need to start fixing our reputation rather than just saying oh you know you can say whatever you want to say I don't care I think just what makes me feel disconnected sometimes is sometimes it's just it's a different reality you know you grew up in a different reality from what a lot of people grew up in you know there's just certain things that for me like I see it this way, but for, you know, in Nigeria or whatever, it's seen this other way, right? You know, there's just like, I guess, an ideological difference on certain issues and certain things that I just see differently. The only reason I feel like I'm not connected is like the old practices, if that makes sense. So things that is talk about equality, even, you know what I mean? Like, women aren't seen as equal back home you know what i mean they're you're supposed to be at home and you're supposed to be doing this and doing that and i'm out here working at a young age um there, there are great things about my culture and great things about nigeria but there's some things that i don't want to ever really visit all in all everyone has different ideas hopes and dreams for what they would like to see for the next 60 years of Nigeria. We call ourselves the giants of Africa, so I want Nigeria to reflect that. Because I still believe in Nigeria. I still believe in a better tomorrow for Nigeria. I still believe that if we can put the right people in leadership, Nigeria is a country to beat anytime. So I hope like when my kids are my age, they're able to live in, in a Nigeria where it's, they have good roads and 24-hour electricity and access to health care. That seems basic, but honestly, I feel like that's on, ideally what I want to see. It's what I hope my family back home can enjoy right now. And also, I want it to be a place where people can freely express themselves. If they're identified as LGBTQ or they have alternative lifestyles, not even like sexually, but like in their interests or what they're into, their passions... I want it to be a place where people can freely express and explore those things. Um, one of the things I've, that has been a burden in my heart to see in Nigeria is an, an environment where boys and girls will not be scared to be who they are. Um, I want to see an atmosphere where men and women will not be scared to voice out or challenge anybody in whatsoever. I was just always speaking about how cool it would be to like have the same environment we have here, the same economy, and be able to live life like luxuriously and freely in our own country because the country is so beautiful. My favorite memories that spark happiness for me, I always, always, always go back to Nigeria. I want the citizen of that country to be proud of the country and i want people to immigrate just the way we left nigeria to this to canada i want it to be like people from all over the world all over the world they want to go back to nigeria and make nigeria their home we 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 see what's going on back home like we see the injustice even with you know how women are treated you know the rape of so many nigerian women um the mistreatment of so many women like I want security too. Right now, Nigeria is so bad in the extent that there's so much rape going on with girls that 
the police officers that are supposed to be protecting you are the ones that are abusing you. They're the ones doing the, the, the worst to you. And it's so bad. It shouldn't be like that. You're serving us. You should be protecting us. Electricity, first of all, everybody understands, understands the value of electricity. When I was in Nigeria, even up to date, I don't think there's any party in Nigeria where they have constant 24-hour security. Um, they do in like, you know, the very rich areas where like you have like the $4 million homes. Um, that's understandable. But for the main demographic, they don't have any form of electricity people are paying to like you know um for the generators so, you know the government just has so much power to like you know change prices as they will um electricity i believe will take away um so much stress that you know small business owners have um Nigeria is in Africa, so we understand how hot it is. So, you know, um, businesses want to have electricity to run their products. Okay, for example, um, their drinks, their food. You want electricity to be able to preserve those items because I can, from what I know, a lot of businesses have waste. A lot of businesses lose money from, you know, food wastage, products wastage, because that substance, that electricity is not there for them to maintain. Well, obviously, a change in politics. I don't know too much about Nigerian politics, but I feel like the government is a bit corrupt and it does affect like the people and the citizens of Nigeria. And I hope they'll be changing that. And also, I'd like for more, uh, I'd like to see more Nigerians overseas. That way, you know, people are moving out of whatever situation they're in in Nigeria. And I hopefully they're able to find a more better and suitable uh, way of life here, preferably in Canada where I am. That way, I have more and more Nigerians that I could relate to, especially the young. One thing I would love to see change in Nigeria is corrupt practices that happens from like the very bottom level to the highest of the highest. You know what I mean? By His grace, it's not by the power of a man that God should give us a, a, just a good leader that can lead us, not a dictator, that will give the future of the, the Nigerians, uh, especially the youth that's coming, give them a room to excel, for them to practically uh, take Nigeria forward. If the government can change um, the way their patterns, mostly those that are in authority, in the next 60 years, Nigeria will be a great country. But if they continue with um, the system that they are running now, I don't think Nigeria will wake up from their sleep. I would just like for there to be at least a small sense of accountability on everyone's part, because we blame the leaders all the time, but we the people are part of the problem. So it's like Lagwaja like said in one of his songs, Toba Soko Soja Abarali. That's like if you throw a stone in the market, it will hit your family member. So we're all at fault, no matter how little. And I feel like a lot of things that we've learned about ourselves as Nigerian or we think like this part of our culture, I feel like a lot of it was taught to us from a colonized lands or like perverted to a colonized land. So I would like to kind of see us kind of like change and kind of go back to the roots, not trying to sound crazy or outrageous here, but I feel like Nigeria was built on white supremacy and that's just my opinion. Um, I think until we go back and unlearn some of that, you know, those constructs that were forced upon us through colonization and actually understand where our roots are, what our roots are, you know, not from a colonized lens, but from like an actual lens. And I think that's when we'll start moving forward. At the end of the day, it is up to children, Nigerians abroad, to kind of be a part of that solution, right? Be a part of that change that we hope to see. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on social media at Sword of Nigerian. That's Sword of Nigerian on Twitter and Instagram. 
You can find our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major podcasting apps. And as always, remember, chop life, make life no chop you. Bye-bye.